Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall. And I'm joined, as always, by the most distinctive-looking man in the industry. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you this evening? I'm tremendous and always wondering where you're going with the intro. <laughs> you can't figure out how to, where I'm going with this intro? I feel like it's relatively straightforward. Uh, you you know, it's about 50-50. Half of them I'm like, oh, got a dragon where he's going. And some of them I'm like... I'm just going to kind of slow play this until I see where he's heading. It's like it's like watching Victor Reyes track fly balls in the outfield. Oh, he looks good in batting practice, though. <laughs> um, so you usually are the one that comes on this show um, and complain like an old man about mm. trivial things, just, just yelling at the sky. <laughs> but tonight I have a little yeah. bit of a beef. Is it okay if I air that Ooh. out real quick? Yeah, sh- yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't do any running this oh, week, so... Well. I mean, you can you can still you do the beef. Do late. full swap. Yeah, no, you okay. can just do double this is, beef. Yeah, this is just yeah. a, a brief beef, <laughs> an abbreviated beef. Um, this is the double burger beef sandwich. So, Go. so I was in I was in Sam's Day getting getting some stuff for the campground. Um, and as you know, with Sam's, one of the big deals is the samples, which. I mean, who who doesn't love a small portion of something for free? I mean, that is that is why we all go to Sam's. Don't don't get me wrong; it's not about bulk; it's about the samples. So, My Sam's is called Costco, but yes, I'm tracking with we, you. We we I live in the big city now. We actually have both a, a Sam's and a Costco. So suck Ooh. on that, Grand Rapids. Yeah, fancy. <laughs> but anyway, so going up the main aisle, you know, it's kind of like between like where the candy is and where the frozen stuff is. That's you know, that's your typical. Uh, sample aisle and there's this this older lady who is yelling i guess yelling is probably a bit much she's at you know crying out burgers burgers i have burgers like that's what she's serving is burgers and the veracity with which she's proclaiming that she has burgers it it makes you wonder is something going on here but i didn't question i you know somebody offered me a small small slice of burger I'm going to eat that. Let's be honest. Um, And it it came with some pita chips on the side. It was like a a mini meal of a sample. So I I grab my my portion of of burger, and she looks square at me and says, that's a veggie burger. What am I going to do with this thing now? Clearly, I have this veggie (sighs) burger in my possession. She's looking right at me. I can't dump it. I don't want this crap. Like, She bait and switched you. Complete bait and switch. So I ate it. And I had to do one of those, oh, yeah, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be, you know, for being a veggie. No, it was terrible. That's where she wanted to put you. Yeah, it was garbage. Um, so so I, I, don't, I don't know how far we want to – how much time we want to spend on this. But this reminds time. me, my, my family, my extended family is a, is a hunting family. We are sports persons, okay? <laughs> uh, so uh, like my grandma – would uh you know have potlucks and have people over as grandmothers do right mm-hmm. and um so she would serve like um you know some kind of taco dish or some kind of lasagna and she would always ask you know my wife uh 
so what do you think about this burger <laughs> you know one of these deals and uh and it's squirrel. She's like uh i don't, I don't know because she very clearly does not like venison mm. and it was clearly venison in the dish and grandma was doing the same thing as the sam's club lady oh gotcha it's don't do that people that's disgusting yeah the 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 i actually i've had venison once um it was i think we had it mixed in like chili and i was like eh, it tastes enough like beef the one thing that i don't like is veal um i obviously you all know that i like animals there's just something weird about eating a baby cow like let that thing grow up let it have dreams and have those dreams be crushed be by life before we go ahead and eat it you know uh, later when we're we're not recording, uh, well, I'll tell you. Uh, we'll share some more inside <laughs> veal stories. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't share now. So anyway, um, this doesn't actually lead at all to the leadoff question. Wait, where are we going with this? The the transition I here guess. is that Pete Cosma looks a lot like the guy from Train, the lead singer from Train. <laughs> Does he not? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Train wildly yeah. uncultured and to not know the leads. I don't. I don't know what his name is, but he looks just like the lead singer from Train. You know, drops, Train was drops huge of when I was in college. Drops yeah. of Jupiter in her hair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, they were huge for like two years. Train was enormous. Train's back. Train. Train's had a pretty good really? last five years. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Not not my brand of music, but they've they've had a had a nice little run. And I've never seen him and Pete Cosma in the same room. So, I mean... Have you ever seen Train and Maroon 5 in the same room together? They're they're very different bands. Come on. (laughs) They both suck. (laughs) (laughs) You you and music. You and Big Sean and music. Um, Anyway, brings us to this week's leadoff question. What's your favorite sports doppelganger? Oh, sports doppelganger? Um, I think there's a very clear one that's the best. And that is Curtis Granderson... And Gus from Psych. Oh yeah, and, I can see that. Uh, is it Dule or how do you, I don't know how you say his name? Hill, Duel, Dule, Hill. The, I, I don't know any actors' That's names. I only know, I only know them as their characters. Gus from yeah. Gus from Psych and Curtis Granderson. Also, how about oh this one isn't a sports one, but it, it got some traction a while back. Will Ferrell and the drummer is it for the Chili Peppers? Or not? Uh, Chad Smith. Yeah, you're on your own there. I don't I don't know the first thing about the chili peppers. <laughs> but it, um, it sounds good. Sounds like it could be yeah. accurate. So that was a thing a while back. But my sports one, I guess, would be Curtis Granderson. Gotcha. That's that's a what good one. What do you one. got? Um, so Besides the I, train I, guy. I have two different ones. The first one is one that I came up with myself, and the, the second one is one that I had to do some research, but I found to be hilarious. The first one is, um, have you seen the show Impractical Jokers? Uh, generally, I'm aware of the concept. Okay, so there's one. Of, so this would be a lot funnier if you were familiar with the guys on the show. There's one of the guys in the show, James Murray, that looks just like Andres Iniesta, who uh, plays midfield for for Barcelona and for Spain. Um, I know you're not understanding this, and probably the majority of the listeners at home are not understanding this. But if you do know the two men, they they do look alike, and I feel like I was the first one to say that. So you know, how about Mikey Matuk? And Groot from the Avengers. I have no idea who that is either. I don't. I don't do superhero <laughs> movies because, as you know, with movies, they take too. Long. They take too long. Um, also, are you familiar with Bo Burnham? He's uh, online comedian slash music maker. No. Anyway, Bo Burnham and Grayson Allen look very similar. Um, I feel like I was also oh, the first sure. one to say that. And then the one uh, I can't I can't take credit for that this came off of Bleacher Report. But Adam Silver, the you know the NBA commissioner, yeah. and the guy from uh, what what's the American Gothic is the, the yeah the painting yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they yeah. they look American very Gothic. similar. It's it's probably not an ideal look considering Adam Silver lives now and that was like one in the 1920s. But you know it's a Grant classic Wood. look. Grant Wood's famous painting. Yeah, it's in the Chicago Art Institute. I've seen a lot. It's it's a fine painting. It it is a painting. You you cannot argue with that. It is a painting. Um, yeah. Okay, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino four. 
Uh, Eric is at Comeric Eric. Facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And as always, um, if you do leave us a review, say something interesting, say something funny, take a screenshot of it and send it to us, and we'll read it out on next week's show in appreciation. I have a few. Are you, are you ready to listen to these? They're, they're very nice. Lay them on me. Uh, Cam Gerard uh, gave us a five-star review, and it said, Tigers talk without pretension. Uh, here's the review. Yeah, in we these, haven't earned any of that. In these trifling times, I can relay that the podcast, or I can rely on the podcastianos to cover the important things in life: Tigers baseball, disc golf, Michigan weather, soccer, <laughs> weekly beefs, and roadside objects, to name a few. With an ex, with expectations for our beloved Bengals at an all-time low, Jordan and Eric have really upped their game to deliver an endearing podcast that informs and entertains. Wow. I think he brings that up an, warms my, an interesting the cockles point. of my heart. Have we stepped up our game this season to make up, you know, pick up the slack? Well, in relative terms to the club, I think we appear better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, can get, I can get behind that. Um, and the second one is from Are You Ready, Steve? He uh, has a also five stars. Love this podcast. Um, and here's the review. I have been to a t- uh, been a Tigers fan ever since my dad took me to my first game at the age of seven, and I walked up the ramp and saw the green green grass at Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, oh man, that was fifty years ago. So he's almost as old as you are. Oh, eat a turd. <laughs> I am obviously not your usual demographic. I don't have a Twitter account, for example, so I can't submit questions. Right. Okay, sidebar. Um, I feel like I should bring this up more often because do we have an email address. We do have an email address. It's just podcastianos at gmail dot com. Um, I probably should have been giving that out this whole time. We don't want to discriminate against those who are without Twitter yeah. because let's be honest. If you are without Twitter, you're probably living you know a better, a better life, life than yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. Um, so kudos to you. We should swap that for the Facebook reference that we never check. That is a good point. I've actually we'll have we'll have our intern get on that. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> um, all right. So where were we? But I love baseball and especially the Tigers with all my heart and soul. So I want to let you guys know and other pers- prospective listeners that this is definitely worth a listen. I love the playful banter back and forth, including the chatter about Norris's stiff groin, uh, the weekly beef mixed with in-depth knowledge of the Tigers. There's no false sense of optimism that we're going to be a great team. Just an appreciation for how fun this team is to watch. Uh, keep up the great work, and I will definitely keep listening. Thank you, Steve. Oh, that's yeah. not even my dad. No, it's not even Big Steve. That's, <laughs> that, that's not Big Steve. It's no, like medium that is, Steve. That is a different Steve altogether. So that's not just you know nepotism in that review. <laughs> right. Um, so thank you very much for listening yeah, to thanks. us, Steve. It's very very. Baseball's fun. We're, we're enjoying. This is the best part of life, right? We're not working. This is just fun. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So it's it's been another week. Um, another. Slightly above 500-ish record, another couple DL casualties, and another couple games just sitting a, a tick below first place in what is, Stop it. realistically speaking, the worst division in the history of sports. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, the 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 Indians are supposed to be the shining beacon of light, and uh, not so much. Yeah, we're taking it. We're taking it to them tonight. Obviously, the game is going while we're recording tonight, but not yeah, Carlos Carrasco. We're still up three one. Right to the mat. I I believe so. Though once we started talking, obviously, um, being a, being a good millennial, I gave you my full and undivided attention. I put my Six. phone down. Yep, I don't have the TV on. I'm just talking with you. But uh, Nico hit a bomb. Yeah. Right? I, I got to be honest with you. I was very close to being off the Nico train entirely. Um, I will still say that I never <laughs> gave up faith. But if you were to, you know, get to my heart of hearts, I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe Nico is more of a triple A type of player, but he's been hot. Um, Evan, Evan Woodbury was talking uh, on Twitter today about how, um, you know, when Leonis Martin comes back from the DL, somebody's going to have to go. And a week ago, it would have been you know, no question that it was Nico. Nico's put together a nice couple couple days, um, and we'll get to this soon. But I think we're really reaching that point where the Victor Reyes question is becoming a legitimate question. Um, but let's <sighs> let's let's get to that in a second. Um, it was kind of an up and down week, like I said. Uh, but there were there were some real highlights uh, this week. I figure maybe we can start doing this on a regular basis just to to remember some of the high points. Um, yeah. From from the week, uh, do you have any any highlights that you want to bring up? 
Well, I mean, my most vivid memories of the week were from the the, the game I was at. I went to the first game on Saturday. Um, did not stay for the second because oh, that was the one with three catchers in the so lineup. Great. Yeah, yeah. How often do you so, see that? Um, I, I, was, I was all about that. Anyway, go on. Well, four if you count Victor, I do right? Know. Huh? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of, yeah. It reminds me of the old joke from Abraham Lincoln. He said, how many legs does a dog have if you count the tail as a leg? I, I don't Four. know. Four. It doesn't matter what you call the tail. It's still a tail. That's the, that's the joke. Now, did you I mean, go for, see... For the 1800s, it was a good joke. Did you go see Abe stand up when you were so in high school or college? Hatchet. You know, you had to go see the stovepipe hat. It was a real draw back in the day, let me tell you. Things were in fuego back then. No, I'm just saying it's an interesting... No, you can't call Victor a catcher, even though I'd like to. It's fun. Anyway, um, yeah, all the catchers, like, isn't that a sign that maybe you're not maybe so good? I, I mean, you certainly could make that case now, couldn't you? But well, we've had... We've been hit with the injury bug so oh, hard. Absolutely. And it's like this team is crazy. Like, the more you... It's almost like the worse... Uh, lineup that we put out there the more we hit it's like an inverse thing like we just roll out some scrubs and they hit yeah the, the lineup for tonight just mikey matuk pete cosma obviously victor is a bona fide major league player he's not very good anymore but you cannot question whether he is a big league player um then you go back to mccann hicks jacoby jones nico Iglesias, and dixon by most you know objective qualifications that is not a very good offensive lineup and yeah we took it right to carlos carrasco that's crazy i like cosma he hit a bomb and like had a double and that was like the most extra base hits he's had in the last five years or something it was some stupid like that but the guy can't hit a lick yeah and yep on him up because it's sporting a 2.333 uh ops I mean, that, that might be the greatest in baseball history. Um, speaking of, uh, I had a, a brief interaction no one dogged Cos. With, a, with a gentleman on, t- like Cos. on Twitter. Um, I said something to the effect of that Pete Cosma may, in fact, be the GOAT. Um, and he wanted to, uh, to for me to know that, um, you know, it, it is hard to be the GOAT at baseball. There's a lot of history and whatnot, and that he is, in fact, not, not the GOAT. <laughs> So for those who were concerned with my my perspective on Pete Cosma, it is, in fact, I have drawn back, and now I know that he is not the greatest of all time. So so we're all on the same page there. Um, so, yeah, obviously um, there's not much they can do about the, you know, the that there's no punch. There's no flow in that lineup. Um, but, like, I, I was questioning, what what is the team's obligation to, like, put an entertaining product on the field? You know, that's something that, you know, with all of the tanking that's going on in baseball, I feel like that's kind of something that's been been raised around baseball, around the country. Um, but like you say, somehow we're more entertaining now than we were a week ago when half the team wasn't injured. Right. I mean, you have guys like Jacoby Jones taking extra bases and running around and busting through stop signs on the way to home plate. Um, Just doing crazy things like that. You know, I don't buy into the whole, you know, uh, put pressure on the other team, but making the appropriate uh, taking the appropriate extra base and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of the fundamentally good stuff of baseball, and we're doing some of that. And we have to because we don't hit bombs as much. Yeah, it's one of those things that, like, I've heard in folklore that other teams actually do, you know, take <laughs> take extra bases when applicable and, and run the bases hard. It's just been so long since I've seen it personally that I kind of forgot that that was a thing that happens. Right. But, um, yeah, I we owe it to um, our fans to field the best team that we can. And right now, this is the best team that we can. I mean, you're not going to rush back guys who are injured in a season like this. You give them all the time that they need to heal. If there's an appropriate um, free agent pickup, like a guy is cut, like if we can pick, pick somebody up on waivers, good. You know, you do that kind of thing. But you're not going to expend a lot of cash to bring somebody on board that's especially not a long-term person um 
so we're doing the best we can, right? Yeah. I mean, I would, if you would have told we're me. We're not full tank. I mean, yeah. If you'd have told me, you know, coming on, on opening day that this is where we'd be at, I would have been shocked and, I mean, pleasantly surprised. I mean, I don't know that there's any, it was any way of there's getting like around it. There's like eight or nine teams. There's eight or nine teams worse than us, yeah. which to me is incredible. Because you think of all the firepower that we had in the lo- the lineup last year and how good we are, and we finished just in the league. Yeah. To think that we're, you know, it's good. We're playing above our heads, for yeah, sure. Um, speaking of, I, I wanted to get to this before um, before we move on, and I forget it in my notes. Uh, did you happen to see the embrace between Romine and Johnny Kane um, when oh, when Romine first came back? It was a touching, no. touching moment. I tweeted that it, it melted my heart. Um, it's just good that to is see. the most podcastianos interaction that I could imagine. So here's the thing: my dad was actually asking me, like, are the three of you guys going to become best friends? But three is a little bit of a crowd. Now I got to edge Andrew out of here um, if I'm actually going to ever become Johnny's best friend. So you know, more on that to come. Okay, you're so weird. <laughs> so we we've dogged on him a decent amount over the course of the season. And over the course of essentially the entire run of the show. Uh, but James McCann kind of hasn't sucked this year. And that's something that nobody is talking about. I feel like there's this perception that he is just terrible. And granted, he still is not a very good defensive catcher. There's multiple times every game that I think to myself, oh, my gosh, just catch the ball and frame it a little bit. And that's a strike. That's, you know, the old pitcher in me coming out. But he hasn't been bad. He's been OK. He crushes lefties. Right. Yeah. His home run rate uh, against lefties is terrific. Yeah. He kills lefties. Uh, unfortunately, he can't face left handed pitching every night and he's significantly below average against righties. Um, so uh, he's not a league average catcher yet. Is he? Here's the thing. So obviously fantasy baseball is not the be all end all of but. If you just take purely offensive categorical value, he is ranked 12th right now in baseball among catchers, just strictly from a from a P, uh, player rater, from a, you know, main offensive five only. offensive. I mean, that's that is above that's an above average major league catcher. I, I know he's mm. like, he's, I, I, and don't get me wrong. I mean, we we both know how, you know, how we feel about McCann. Don't think that he's the long term answer, um, but I don't know. It just he gets dogged on so much that it, it's nice to see him kind of have a little bit of a surge. And truly, you know, we, none of us think that he's the answer. But if he ended up being the answer behind the plate, that would be awesome. Like having having a, a guy that throws well, it would be nice if he could work on the framing, work on the blocking and become a little bit more of a well-rounded catcher. But a catcher who hits for a not terrible average, leads the leads the team and hits for occasional power. I mean, you, you you can have that. I will give McCann this. He displays a lot of industriousness. Yeah. Right. He he does a lot of catching. He has a lot of responsibility. He's he's answering media questions. He's um, uh, spending time with his pitchers. He's researching opponents. He's uh, trying to get better. He's um, doing all the leadershipy things that you should be doing. He's got five-month-old twin babies at home, which is not nothing. And uh, it's a stressful job. He is carrying a lot of weight for this team. And, okay, let's imagine he's a slightly below-average catcher. That's okay. I mean, he's a he's a bona fide big league catcher doing the best he can. He's young. He can still improve. But he is he's putting a lot of work in. Yeah. And now these guys are well paid. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but he, he, he's he's doing good with the tools and, and assets he has. Right. Within the, the const, construct of baseball, I wouldn't say that he's particularly well paid. I mean, he's he's compensated enough. Sure. I, yeah, right. You know what I'm mean, saying? He's, yeah. he's young yeah. and, and cost cost uh, effective, I would say. Um, For sure. And when yeah. you mix him in with a guy like Hicks, I mean, the, there are worse catching duos in baseball. Yeah. Um, Right now, neither of them stand out defensively, but that's another matter. Anyway, go on. Well, can we talk about Hicks at first base? Yes, we should. Go ahead. (laughs) Not so much. He's out there, and it's an adventure a little bit. 
he's he's getting to balls. He's knocking them down, but it looks a little um, not smooth, shall we say? It's it's kind of funny because I feel like on last week's show we dogged the crap out of Nico at first base, and in this past week, John Hicks has been it's been a classic hold my beer situation. Here's the thing with Cabrera on the DL. We don't have a first baseman. No. I mean, you should take somebody who plays a different position and put them there because otherwise uh, throws would just go right past the base. I mean, you want somebody there to kind of catch it. But that's that's what we have. We don't have an actual trained first baseman. Yes. And to be fair, t- to be fair to Avila, um, your best player is a first base. Like Avila takes enough crap not having an adequate backup first baseman. I'm going to let that one slide because you're not assuming. I mean, I know that he's had some some injury histories, uh, injury history, but you know you're not assuming that you're going to need to replace Mickey too much. Whereas having several options at short and several options in left field is far more. Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, what are you going to gain? What are you going to do? Bring Chad Huffman up? I mean, is his defense uh, going to yield you so much more marginal impact over uh, Goodrum or Hicks? No, you just roll with what you have. So yeah. I'm not being too critical i'm just saying we don't have a first baseman yeah um i wanted to talk about jacoby tonight but we're running a little bit long he is such an interesting player to me he he needs you know a full five or ten minutes let's skip him and we'll and we'll get to him next week um there's there's just so much to go over to with him but let's move on uh i i tease that we were going to come back to victor reyes um just like evan woodbury said at some point this week we're going to need to make a call one of Nico, uh, Mikey, or or Victor. Victor Reyes needs to needs to hit the road. Um, so uh, let's see. This time, this so far this season, Victor Reyes has gotten multiple at bats um, in a game seven times. Guess how many hits he has on the season? Do you know this off the top of your head? Uh, I'm guessing three or four. He has three hits on the season. It is May 14th. He has three hits on the season. Right. It's a lot of limited playing time. But if you feel so reluctant to use a guy, isn't that counterproductive for your team's success? Absolutely. See, here, here's the thing. Like, I get the whole asset collection thing. But if he's so far away that he has gotten zero at-bats over Jacoby, who, you know, has his strengths, but he's not lighting the world on fire. Matuk has been terrible. You know, Leonis Martin has taken a few days off. Castellanos is a below-average right field, you know, fielding right fielder. He has gotten zero at-bats whatsoever against relatively weak competition, out, you know, for, right. for places out there. He's 23. It's not like he has, you know, all this time on his side. By this time next year, you know, he's going to be closer to... uh you know, the prime of his career than, than, you know, prospect status. Well, and everybody talks to all these, this real five guys, you have to keep them on the bench all year. You don't have to, right? right. Communicate with the diamondbacks and say, we like this kid, but we want to gain some flexibility. Let us trade you a competent single a pitcher for the right to keep him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- this stuff happens all the time or some, cash considerations if you really believe that i mean the diamondbacks can't be looking over at our team and salivating over the performance of him no if if that was the case they wouldn't have left him unprotected i mean obviously there are there are exceptions to that but you know i don't know how anyone can have watched the tigers this year and think you know what i need a lot to get that guy in return yeah we're wasting a lot of breath on this guy we don't think he's particularly good yes and and we're far he from might, the only one that think that he might develop into something, but nobody knows, yeah. right? It's too too soon to tell. So, and a lot of these cases don't pan out, and that's why he was available. So it, it's, um, yeah, even guys that we DFA or cut loose or whatever, you regret those things. There's very few guys that – like Hernan Perez was the one guy who was pointed out because uh, Chris I had pointed it out, and I think it was Sussman said, well, Hernan Perez. Okay, so you got one guy who you regret DFAing in a decade. Who else can you think of? And Nobody. Even, and even Hernan. Like would he be better right, right now than Dixon? Yeah, maybe slightly, but yeah, no, definitely not. Um, so I, I, you make you the GM, uh, when Leonis Martin comes off the DL, what are you doing? 
Yeah, and these big league GM guys, they're not losing any sleep or shedding over tears over the 45th guy in their organization. So what do I do? Um, well, I, I'd probably cut Ray as loose. But after that, I mean, we have Cosmo is not – I mean, you get you boot him to the curb. Co- I mean, Cosmo is clearly the, the best slugger in baseball. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't think you can get rid of him. He's your everyday third baseman at this point. Who, who else is playing oh, third yeah. base? Uh, Lugo. We just called him Lugo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, I, I think they're going to go to to Cosmo on more of on an everyday basis than, than him. Um, do you think that there is – No. I mean, yeah, what do you do? Do you think there's any bit of ego uh, in play here with, with Avila and not wanting to admit that he's wrong? I, I – I mean, obviously, it's impossible for us to tell. But no, to... I don't. I don't think. I just don't think he cares that much. I think he's just trying to, just trying to carry him through. I, I don't. I don't think he's bending over backwards trying to keep him. If time comes to cut bait, he will. Um, yeah, I think that's reassuring for all the listeners out there. It certainly is for me. Um, go ahead. I, I just think these guys are less. Um, married to decisions than we think and we're, they're less married to kind of the personalities of some of these guys than we think too. So. You're saying he's far more married to Mrs. Avila than than to this yeah. decision. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily want to get into it long term but uh, just a word Grayson Griner has played very well since coming up. He has. He's been money. He's He's such a big kid. He's such a big target back there. I kind of like that. He's Mauer-esque. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, let's cut to your beef of the week. Beef of the week. I'll keep it short this week. I was recently at a children's playground. I, I was not I was not by myself. Okay, I had a child with Did me. Did you have out your tele, telescopic photo lens? Is, is that what no, this, this situation No, I wasn't creeping. I was there with my kid to play at the playground. And let me tell you something about modern playgrounds. Mm-hmm. They have been dumbed down, right? I consider myself you know, a fairly woke, progressive individual until I get into a child's playground and everything has been safety coded and, you know, uh, there's no teeter totter. The teeter totter that's there is like this loop that goes up and then there's a, uh, a sleeve that goes over it and you can, I'm pantomiming how it works and you just slide back and forth on this tube. So nobody can get hurt by the teeter totter and it's super, lame where are the metal slides gone gone you know you have the enclosed tube slide you know everything is either wood chips or this like bouncy uh rubber stuff are you familiar yeah, with this it's kind of like thick foam if you will yeah it's got like this granularized rubber on it like children how are children gonna learn how to set their own safety limits if everything is like sheltered for them Okay, you got to learn, kid. I I understand that. Okay, you're not going to um, throw some knives out on a playground, but like, how many of our grandparents didn't um, grow up in like a barn and they play in the hayloft? And yeah, Yeah, there's no safety rails on there. Well, you know, a lot of farm children fell to their deaths too. But I mean, uh, you, you know, they had lots of kids, so it's fine. That's yeah, my beef. As of the long week. as you keep Make enough... playgrounds more dangerous, is what I'm saying. As long as you keep enough kids to work the farm, I think that's all you're you're really hoping to do. 
cranking them out every spring. It's fine. Um, all right, let's move on to fire takes from from below the line. Um, I think I've explained it twice, so uh, if if you don't know what's going on, go ahead and, and revert back to last week's show where, where we explained it for the last time. Okay, the first one, uh, this was uh, Detroit Tigers, the, the team post on Facebook. The headline was, Tigers select Lewis Coleman recall Carpenter as the 26th man. And here were some of the illuminating comments underneath that uh, that post. Like people know so much about either of these guys, right? Well, you'll you'll see from the from the comments how much they know about these two gentlemen. Uh, the oh, first geez. the first one was button up your jersey, Nick, with two exclamation points. <laughs> that was a, the comment under the 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 title for these guys. Yes. Uh, the next one, oh, love listening to Rod Allen with Mario. They are a great team. Then the last one. When is the All Star Game voting start? What the heck, people? Now, speaking of uh, non sequiturs, uh, I consider myself a very faithful Tigers fan, and I have, if not depth, a lot of breadth of knowledge about the Tigers. When they called up Lewis Coleman. I had no idea who the guy was. Are you serious? I watched a lot of spring training games, and I I they, didn't know. They signed him late in late into spring training. He uh, he was in the the Royals bullpen for a bunch of years. I, they called him up, and I'm like, oh, that's a guy we have now. I watched him <laughs> pitch. I was it was he's cool and everything. I just I had no idea. Yeah, I kind of dig that arm angle he throws from. I mean, even I'm not getting super excited about him in the the Bobby Parnell mode, but um, I mean. He, he is all right. A, he has a, if you're not excited, he he's is got a chance. He is a he's reliever a that is pitching out of our bullpen. That that's not Daniel Stump. So. If you don't love him, it's great. It's rude. Uh, next one <laughs> comes from Nine and Ten News, which is the CBS to, CBS affiliate in Northern Michigan. Uh, the the post was on Facebook. Baldwin is in the Guinness Book of World Records. At least they hope to be, since it's the now uh, home to the world's largest brown trout sculpture. And wow. the comment was, the community must be so proud with one of those uh, straight line, smi- you know, not smiling, but just, just a blank yeah. face emoji. I thought that one was pretty funny. Um, the, the thing is, a lot, of, a lot of the small communities just have, have money to burn, so it, it makes sense that you would burn it on a brown trout sculpture. It reminds um, me of the world's largest weather vane <laughs> in uh, Whitehall, I think it is. Oh, man. Podcast field trip to go see that. Yeah, gather at the weather vane or the giant trout. <laughs> uh, this one was actually a video posted to the Tigers' Facebook page. Uh, life, has, life as new parents has been a rush for Jessica and James McCann, uh, but they know their first Mother's Day t- together will be, in quotes, one to remember. And the comment, in typical Internet fashion, is, I'll love this story more when we sign a decent Major League catcher. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, they're trying to tell you know a hum, real human interest story, and I'm going to just dump all over this person. Come on, that is quintessential commenter. Yes, absolutely. No humanity. Yeah, it, all it, humanity's been drained. That doesn't sum up 2008 or 18. I don't. I don't know what does. Um, and we end with two bear stories. I figured that would be nice. Um, the first one is from Fox Two in De- in Detroit. The the post was man tries to take selfie with bear. Bear kills him. Um, and the comment was, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. The biggest thing about a bear attack. Is you need to survive so Donnie Kelly will come see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's something we all need to keep in mind. Yeah, go ahead and get attacked, but if you want to see Donnie baseball, you got to make it through. That's how I imagine, you know, as he's fighting for his life, must stay alive. See, Donnie. <sighs> Are you serious? A person died from a bear attack? I yeah, feel, it, I feel it was in India, I think. Um, I don't oh. remember. No, no, not that it makes it not that that makes it better. I was just giving you more details to the story, 
And Thank you. That's pretty much the the detail of the story that I I know. It was in India, and somebody said LOL. Uh, uh, the last one, um, WFAA, which is a station in North Texas, posted: Bear smashes car window, eats two dozen cupcakes inside. Um, in the very first comment, someone was super concerned. Uh, the comment was, "How did he get the paper off?" <laughs> Bear don't care. Eat it with appealing. Fine. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to Twitter questions. Um, if you want to get we a lot, I think we did get we did have a lot. So I'll try and kind of filter through. Um, like we said before, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And like we said, um, email us. Email us Podcastianos at gmail dot com. Um, that will go directly to, I believe, to me. That sounds about right. I hope so, because I ain't checking it. Okay, so the first one is from Nicholas Holler. He asks, five things you've learned <gasps> about the Tigers this year. Will our boy Boyd be traded? So let's do, like, one each. Five seems a bit much. Uh, well, something we learned about the Tigers? Mm-hmm. Um, their starting pitching is competent, is is quality. I think it's top five or six in the league isn't it in the american league yeah i mean when, when completely healthy uh well actually probably not when completely healthy because <laughs> completely he- him. yeah 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 um yeah, that, that's a good Liriano one. has been a revelation. He Liriano's been great. Uh, to me that's the biggest thing that's kept us afloat. Um is good starting pitching. Yeah. I, Although um I heard we were top um three or four in the league in WOBA or whatever, some one of these fancy adjusted batting stats. Like, I, I don't know how this team is doing it, honestly. I believe they I'm call it smoke and mirrors. Um, yeah, okay, next one. Oh, mine. Um, I don't know what this injury will do to his development, but Candelario, in my opinion, is a real player. Um, I feel like we've, Absolutely. we've learned that this year. Um, next one. Um, Boyd. I think um, oh, yeah. if Boyd isn't traded, they should trade Boyd. If tr- if Boyd has a strong season, you know, up until the trade deadline, they they should trade him because, like you said, smoke and mirrors a little bit. Um, he know. he gets by with un- not crazy impressive stuff. Um, he gets by, but it's we- not crafty. But it's you know, it's not elite level stuff. I feel like he has just enough um, stuff and just enough command to mesh into actually a good pitcher. Um, It, I, we, we've said this a million times. It just depends on what he would get in a, get us in return. I mean, he's not, right. he's not old. He's under contract for another couple of years. It would take a, a pretty substantial haul. Um, but I mean, the, it, we're at the point in the rebuild where nobody should be untouchable. Yeah. Everyone we could for be a enticed. Yeah, we exactly. Uh, Jeremy Troy asks us, I watched maybe five innings, listened to another six to seven of Tigers baseball this past week. Am I a bad fan? I thought this was a really interesting question. We we've talked about this on the podcast different times. Have we? And the thing is, I think we have. Okay. Uh, you are a consumer of a product. In this case, the product is Tigers baseball. If you don't want to consume said product, you don't have to. You're the consumer. You get to decide. I, I personally will never dog on somebody or dump on somebody for not being the right type of fan. You f- fan how you want to. Exactly. Yep. Right. You know, as long as you're not being a complete tool about it and insulting the McCann family. (laughs) Okay, don't don't be like that. Just um, but if you don't show up at a game or you don't watch a game that because because they're not good, that's fine. I'm not going to dog on you. And if you want to come back when they're good again, I'm not going to call you a fair weather fan. I'm going to say, oh, you were very tasteful for not watching when they were awful. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Once again, living a better life than we are. Right. This isn't, I mean, that's why I feel for Lions fans, because they feel like this crazy pride and prestige for liking garbage. Yeah, like, there, there's you're not no a hero. You're there's not, no bonus prize for having sat through crap. Like maybe right. it, if it makes you enjoy the success more in you know, yeah, some intrinsic fine. value, that's fine. But you, right. like you say, you don't get some sort of badge for you know having stuck around through the garbage years. 
And that's part of the reason why professional sports is a little bit twisted. And we have these big state, you know, publicly funded stadium deals and owners can jerk around um, the, the fans and get away with a lot of boorish behavior because it's one of these rare products that um, you, you won't lose customers for doing stupid things. If Pepsi came out and their, their product was flawed or there are some kind of grounds in the, in the, the Pepsi, you'd say, I'm not going to drink as much Pepsi. I'm going to drink Coke. If there's uh, metal shards in your uh, football, uh, you, oh, well, ha ha, we'll get a better draft pick. Drink my metal shards. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's peculiar how sports works. Uh, next one from Jack at Jack in Blue. Uh, he says, not really a question, but referring to a question from last week's podcast. Um, I was also recently followed by Brennan Bosch on Instagram. He's not done too badly for himself. He married ex-Fox Sports Detroit girl Allison Ockmenick. And I actually he has a picture here and it shows the two together. Um, you you suggested that Brennan was a good looking guy. I would suggest in this photo that he has very much outkicked his coverage, so to speak. But then again, you, you um, think he's a good-looking dude, so I don't I, know. I, I, I honestly don't know anything about attractive people. I, I just am so far out of that world. I, I wouldn't know. It's because you're the most distinctive man in the industry, <laughs> as previously stated. Um, next one comes from the Ryan Blevins. Uh, he says, when, not if, the Tigers sweep the Indians this week and end up in first-place tie, how will you celebrate? Same way I celebrate everything beer i have a very specific tied for first place dance that i do um it mm. looks it's a cross between the dougie and like a rain dance that that's how i'm gonna celebrate uh that will be on instagram right yeah it'll be on my instagram story <laughs> follow that um, i'm holding that you to that scott... instagram story i'm writing that down <laughs> scott a wilson also known as at wilson s a d d e t he says, how much longer will we have to endure Jim Price? Uh, some people, like, they really enjoy dogging on the announcers. Usually it's Rod and Jim. Um, I don't know. It, probably two, three more years. I mean, he's not super young. Here's the thing with Jim. Jim is going to die in the booth. So if you want him gone, you are literally wishing <laughs> for his death. Him. So, um, you know, it depends on how, how bad you want him gone. Um, I mean, there's probably something you can do about it. Just kidding. Just kidding. But no, for real. Um, I, I don't, mind I, don't I don't I don't mind Jim that much either. I think Dan Dickerson does so much heavy lifting and is so excellent. Um, he overpowers Jim. In that. a good way, not in a not in a um, st stealing the spotlight way, but in a way where um, he's adding so much of the intellectual side. He's adding so much of the analytical side, the explanation, the setup. Um, if you know you don't want somebody who's going to um, infringe on Dan because Dan is so good. Yeah. Dan is the Arlo White of the. Um, yes. Of the radio broadcasting world he's so he is so good and we we he's don't really we don't cherish him as much as we should um i think when he is done he will be almost he may be to the same level as spark um not sparky ernie. uh ernie yep. ernie i think he'll have earned it by the time i mean he's he's brilliant um david ham or yeah david ham asked is Kristen stewart a victor reyes fan <laughs> Clever. If you if your last name isn't Reyes, you're not really a Victor Reyes fan. Uh, next one comes from Dan Fernandez. How is it possible to dislike steak? I'm assuming that is directed at me. Um, I publicly stated it's in impossible. the last week that I, I do not like steak. Here's the thing. It's not that I don't <laughs> like steak. It's that I want something going on with my meat. Like if I have meat, I would prefer it burgered with like bacon and barbecue sauce on the top. Don't yeah. in almost no instance do I want just a plain hunk of meat. I want something going on. I want it in a casserole. I want it in tacos. I want it, you know, something, you know, in a rice or a noodle bowl. I don't just like hunks of meat. You know, real connoisseurs want the real essence of the food that it is. People who um consume quality ice cream want vanilla ice cream because they can they can savor the nuance and intricacies of it 
Okay. Mm-hmm. You just need a more refined palate. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, Anthony <laughs> Troy asked us, is there any way the Tigers can convince V-Mart to do what Ichiro did to the with the Mariners would be an easy path to bring up Christian Stewart? No, it's we, not going to happen. We but. need a healthy body. That's Victor Martinez. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw your tweet of you know about him looking at the DL list. I thought that was that was pretty funny. He's strong, feeling good. Uh, Jeff Jeff Morford uh, at High OPS asks us, "What is the false hope games back standard by month?" Um, first place. You got to be in first place uh, to have any hope. I mean, that's it. Otherwise, this team is bad. Um, at Tiger underscore Lifer asks us, who will tally a major league walk first this season, Dowell Lugo or Christian Stewart? I thought that was a particularly good one. Well, considering Lugo is with the club right now, you would guess him. Um, but he never walks. Lugo never walks. So it's still Lugo. Yeah, no, I'm, go- I'm going Stewart. I'm going Stewart. You would. Uh, at Angry Jack Morris, who appears to be a uh, Jack Morris parody account i don't know how you feel about about parody accounts but they're just so <laughs> hackish there's i kid i i kid of course They're yeah so who, would, who would pretend to be somebody else on the that's ridiculously stupid uh he says why don't pitchers use ben gay anymore i could throw 200 pitches with that stuff on my arm and inside my glove um, have you ever used that what it I, you know I actually what, have not yeah? i never threw hard enough to you're a it. runner right yeah. Is that like icy hot? What is it? It's like yeah. some balm, right? Yeah, it just it loosens the muscle. Oh, okay. Um, oh, speaking through your skin. Speaking of my my pitching uh, prowess and in a younger day, um, Tiger uh, under Tiger underscore life or assets. <laughs> also, what pitches did you have in your arsenal, Jordan? And how would you rate each of them on a twenty to eighty scale? So this is what uh, this is what you all have been tuning in all these years for is to hear me talk about how I pitched back in the day. Um, so here's the arsenal. I was left-handed. I featured a low 80s <laughs> start. Low, low 80s fastball that I could spot. Don't get me wrong, I could spot that thing. Um, but I don't know, 35 maybe. It was not a not a dynamic fastball. We'll put it that way. Um, I featured kind of a Blaine Blaine type curveball and maybe a smiley type slider. That was those were those were kind of my go-tos. I don't know, probably both. 40 45 pitches and then i had a split finger that was my my put away pitch if you will though i i put away shockingly few batters um but but here's the thing nothing nothing that i threw was hard but i could spot pretty much all of them i was i was your typical lefty grinder i was i was Dwayne below that might be a, a decent comparison if you appeared in a major league game and Stagcast was on, mm-hmm. would it register all your pitches as change-ups, kind of like they do for position players when they pitch? Oh no, there was there oh, was clear delineation between between oh, my pitches. Good. Yeah, you, throwing eighty-two miles an hour, you have to have that, or you're going to get smoked. No, my fastball was was you know low eighties. My curveball was probably high high sixties, slider somewhere in the okay. middle. I was. I was probably 45% slider. You know, they talk about the Astros. You got, want guys that can spin it? They'd have loved me. All I, all I did was spin it. Just did you put some, uh, did you dope your ball? Did you just get, get some grippy, grippy? Didn't need to. Didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Blastianos underscore said thoughts on Jacoby's aggressiveness. Uh, she loves it. Uh, like I said before, we're going to get into Jacoby in depth on, on next week's show. I wanted to do that this week, just didn't quite get to it. But I, little teaser, little yeah. teaser. Uh, Evan, don't at, get carried away. Don't. My teaser is don't get carried away. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit. Like you have to do what makes sense. That's all. Yeah. Well, more on that later. Um, Evan Ken ninety five says, since today is Bark at the Park night, what kind of dog would be the best at playing baseball, and what kind would be the worst? I know you love dogs so much, so I'll let you go ahead and take this one. Uh, maybe a German Shepherd would be the best. I feel like they're an athletic, multi-purpose dog. Probably a, um, a sheep dog of some sort, right? Maybe the worst kind of dog would be like a Pomeranian. I mean, it looks like a little fluff ball, you know? Yeah, something you, could, you might step on them. Something that's a fancy boy. Like a, like a, I don't know, uh, a Shih Tzu. 
you know, one of these little ankle biters, they'd probably be bad at baseball. I had a schnauzer clean the, that was super into playing playing fetch, which is essentially all baseball is. It's a glorified game of fetch. Um, so that might that might be a good. She's pretty quick. Um, David Bratz asked us for the podcast when Jacoby Jones and Leonis Martin are both starting. Who should be in center field? I think Jones is uh, is as good in center and actually has a shot to be the center fielder of the future, whereas Martin is unlikely to be here next year. Thoughts? Mm, no, I, I would say Martin still has the upper hand in center field. More experience. Um, I prefer Martin. I've actually had the same thought to myself. When we're good again, Martin is not going to be our center fielder. There is a non-zero chance that Jacoby Jones is our center fielder. And I, 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 I take your point on his experience. Clearly, he's played a lot more games in center than than Jacoby. But Jacoby's a better outfielder than he is. I, I don't think there's any any doubt to that. No. I, I would I would switch them, but. You know, I'm... I unfortunately Derek Hill, I don't think is going to be the answer, and Asokar is probably not the answer either. What about that? What about Daz? Daz, Daz is a corner outfielder, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. I just assumed he was a center fielder because his dad was a center fielder. I think that's how it works. I think you're legally obligated to play the same position as your as your father. I honestly don't know. Um... I didn't know we had Lewis Coleman, so you're asking me. Bad idea. Uh, at Breslin Birds, another one on Lugo's low walk rate. How many plate appearances until Dowell Lugo's first walk? We should we should have a we should have a bet here. Whoever's closest wins wins pride. Um, I don't think he walks in the big leagues this year. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say he does get a walk this year. I feel like that's that's the delineation. Boom. After I picked him over. Uh... Stewart. So you're saying that neither of them I mean, are going to get a walk in the big leagues this year? Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll go with that. It's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, he will get a walk at some point this season. And Renee oh. uh, at Hallback R asks, who in the name of all that is holy is Pete Cosma? Put another way, which of these new call-ups uh, are part of the Tigers' future and which will be forgotten by this time next year? Um, Pete Cosma is the reincarnation of Nick Punto. <laughs> Um, I which has which of these call-ups can stay? Will have the power to stay? Uh, Griner maybe. Griner yeah, could be a good though. backup catcher. Yeah. Uh, Lugo. Uh, I don't know. Lugo will be on the team next year. Whether whether he is a contributing member of the team, I don't know. But he'll be on yeah. the team next year. Like what other Hicks? Uh, Hick, Hick, the problem with Hicks is he plays kind of um, – he's not really a strong defensive catcher. He's all right. And otherwise, he's playing first, which is a power position. He's not – I mean, it's, it's just kind of okay. And he seems to be the type of guy who needs regular at-bats that he's just never going to get in that situation. Um, he's he's a good it's, guy to have around. I, I, I struggle to see how he fits into the, the future. You need to hit a lot to be a regular – big league first baseman you need to hit a lot sure um let's go rapid fire through the bullpen kate uh lewis coleman uh will he be here next year is yes. that the question uh, probably, no R- renninger no ryan Carpenter. sorry that seemed a little aggressive uh no um blaine uh we didn't mention uh, blaine start blaine hardy started for the tigers let's all just Good he job, Blaine. Like four, he got looped through four to third, but it was quality. Oh, he's a reliever. Was he was he. I mean, obviously he's been starting for the last you know three weeks down at Toledo, but he's a reliever. Um, he's been and, effective, and he got he's been it effective. out. Um, I, I want this for I want this bad for Blaine. Just obviously, you all know how much how much we like Blaine, um, but definitely appreciate the the effort he put in. Um, last one, uh, Michael Litzner asks us, how is it there that there are nine, and then in all caps with an exclamation point. Nine teams that have worse records than the Tigers right now. Oh, this is where I got that fact from when I was perusing the comments. Yeah. I, I, oh, so, I don't so know. you don't pull your own stats. You uh, you, you just cherry pick from the list. So, that, that makes sense. So, let me tell you, I'm not working especially hard at this, okay? 
Um, I'm trying to get my, you know, podcast to effort ratio as high as possible. Um, why is there nine? We're out, we're out playing our, we're out kicking our coverage, right? There are we, some we legitimately are terrible baseball we, players, baseball teams this year. We are the Brennan Bosch, and we are hooked up with a Fox Sports Detroit girl. That is what's happening, okay? Yeah. Boom. You cut, <laughs> you cut to the core of the matter. That's what that's what we do on this show. Um, all right. Oh, speaking of, um, I will be at the game on Wednesday. So if you see your boy in the stands, say hello. Um, going down with my with Big Steve. So I don't know oh, who you, I don't know who you'd rather say hi to, me or Big Steve. But we'll both be there. Um, if you see Big Steve, ask him about his balls. <laughs> all, all sixty nine of them. Yep. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric. The show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino four. Podcastianos at gmail dot com. I just subbed that into there on the fly. I didn't even have that in my notes. I just, I just did that one off the top of my head. Um, and we would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. It's been a good show this week, Eric. Do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here? And I will mercifully decline. All right. With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.